Welcome to all the faithful lay people and to all the monks and novices. Today we learn about the biography of the Venerable Mahatera, who was the foremost of all monks in putting forth effort. He had built his parami, his spiritual perfections, from the era of the Buddha Anumodasi, the Buddha Padumutara, and the Buddha Vipassi. And in between those eras, he had met Pacheka Buddhas. He had built halls, walking paths, meditation huts, and offered meals all through a period of three months, offering to Samasam Buddhas and to Pacheka Buddhas. Venerable Sona had made great merit and built a lot of parami, and in the time of the Buddha Padumutara, he was named Siriwantana Seti, and he had made the mental aspiration that he may be the foremost of all monks in putting forth effort. The Buddha rejoiced in his aspiration and blessed him, May you succeed in your aspiration. The Buddha foresaw that he would succeed in his aspiration, and after he went back to the monastery. Siri Wantana Seti practiced goodness all through his life, and was reborn only in the human and Dewa realms. And in our Buddha's era, he was born as a human in a family of noble status. He had radiant skin and was very handsome. The palms of his hands and the soles of his feet were like the color of a copscomb flower. On the bottom of his feet were circles like diamond earrings. His complexion was the color of precious gems. His skin was soft to touch, softer than fine cotton fibers. The rich man had his maids give breast milk to nurture his son. He was a Dewa child. This was his merit and Barami he had built from past lifetimes. King Bimbisara heard about this, and so had the rich man bring his child to the palace. The rich man took his child Sona and 80,000 villagers as well to go meet the king. The king examined the child Sona and gained faith in the power of Sona's merit and great Barami. The king looked at the soles of both feet of the child and saw the mark of Brahma. The king then told the rich man to take Sona and all of the 80,000 villagers to go see the Buddha for their benefit. Sona and all the 80,000 villagers went to where the Buddha was residing. At that time, Venerable Sagata Tera was the Buddha's attendant. Venerable Sagata stepped down from the moonstone step to tell the Buddha. This made Sona and the 80,000 gain great faith in Venerable Sagata. And even when the Buddha had taken the seat that was set out for him, the people were still looking at Sagata with great faith. Here, Venerable Sagata had the blessing of the Buddha to show his psychic powers, like rising into the air and walking, standing, sitting in the air. After coming down, he then prostrated at the feet of the Buddha and spoke faithfully, I am a disciple of the Lord Buddha. The Lord Buddha is my teacher. I am his disciple. This made the 80,000 people praise that what they had witnessed was amazing, and that if a disciple had this many psychic powers, then what must the teacher be?
so they had great faith and their hearts were fully attentive to the Buddha and were not captivated by Venerable Sagata anymore. The Buddha then proceeded to give a talk on dana, the benefits of dana, sila, the benefits of sila, and to see the drawbacks of sensual happiness, and to see the benefit of the homeless life of renouncing. When their minds were ready, malleable, devoid of the mental hindrances, their minds were uplifted and bright, then the Buddha taught them the four noble truths. Here the eye of Dhamma arose in Sona and all the people. When they had seen the Dhamma, attained Dhamma, known Dhamma, they expressed their approval to the Buddha by saying, The Buddha is our refuge, the Dhamma and the Sangha are our refuge. May the Buddha receive us as lay followers who have gone for refuge on this day for as long as life lasts. And the wealthy Sona wanted to gain more knowledge and had the desire to ordain. When he had become a monk and wanted to put forth effort, he saw the monastery as too distracting and so asked permission to go to Sitawana, a cremation ground. He put forth effort as one who had gone forth. And even though there were difficulties, he put forth relentless effort. He walked meditation until the skin on his feet were broken and his feet were bleeding. But he still didn't stop. He kept putting forth effort like this. The Buddha saw that this venerable was putting forth too much effort and persistence. So he asked the monks whose walking meditation path this was and why was it stained with blood. The monks said it was Venerable Sona's walking path and it was stained in blood because he had put forth excessive effort. The Buddha said to Venerable Sona that you dwell in a secluded place and you think you have put forth a lot of effort but your mind still has not yet been liberated. Sona agreed. The Buddha said, how do you find the importance of this? When you were a layperson, you were skilled at playing the veena. When the strings on the veena were too tight, was the veena pleasant sounding and fit for playing? No, I couldn't play it. And when the strings on your veena were too slack, could you play? No, I couldn't, my lord. Any time when the strings were too tight or too slack, then how was the sound? It wasn't good. And if the strings of your vena were not too tense or not too slack, the sound was pleasing, my lord. The Buddha said, In the same way, Sona, you put forth too much energy and this leads to restlessness, as does being too slack lead to sluggishness. So you need to establish an evenness in your effort. Then the spiritual faculties will gather together evenly and you will be able to attain to Dhamma. Then Sona practiced according to the Buddha's teachings and established his effort in an even way. His spiritual faculties were balanced. And dwelling alone, not being heedless, having effort, then in no long time his mind gathered together and he attained to becoming an arahant. This was his last life. The brahmacharya life had been fulfilled. The Buddha established Venerable Sona as the foremost in putting forth effort. 
we can reflect on this venerable terror at the times when our effort becomes slack. We can think of him and by the power of his barami, may we have more effort to put into our Dhamma practice. May we see and know the Dhamma like this venerable Mahatera. May you be determined in this. Mostly for us here, it won't be effort that is too tense, but rather it will be putting forth too little effort on the side of laziness. So may you be determined. If you are a monastic or novice, then be determined in chanting, meditation, practicing Dhamma, determined in your sitting meditation and contemplating Dhamma. And for the lay people, when you have fulfilled your duties, then be determined to practice Dhamma. Make your minds have samadhi, have this firmness in the mind, and may you all have wisdom bright in the mind. May you grow in blessings.